If you have access to high quality evidence, it makes your job a lot easier in terms of what's going to happen for the patient. This is the Pulse Podcast, a series of healthcare insights. You just heard from Haney Malamat, Assistant Professor of Emergency Medicine at University of Maryland. He sat down with us at the AAEM Scientific Assembly, organized by the American Academy of Emergency Medicine, to share with us his story, how emergency medicine has changed and where it's going, and his general thoughts on the industry. You're going to hear part of the conversation now, and he starts off by talking a little about what drew him into emergency medicine. Well, I, I started my training in uh, 2003, um, and I was in a busy um, in a busy county hospital, so we saw lots of people, and you know, as well as we took care of the patients, there was no place for these patients to go. Meaning, after we resuscitated them, we wanted them admitted to the hospital. They stayed downstairs with us. The waiting rooms are just getting busier and busier, and we want to focus on the sickest people who are in front of us. But we also have to be cognizant that there's a waiting room of people and there are administrators that are coming down and saying, listen, we need to move this along. So we're sort of at a crossroads where I would like to be able to make that sick person well enough to go upstairs to an ICU bed where someone else can continue the care. But that's not the reality. We don't have the luxury of those beds. So what we wind up um, with is we have patients who are sick who don't go upstairs to the ICU and we have to do our best to take care of them and we have to deal with the volume of patients that are coming in from the waiting room because we have the administrative pressures. Now, my thing is that I always focus on the sick per- people and the people who are not sick, they unfortunately will have to wait and the system has to be fixed. Um, unfortunately, the hospital doesn't always appreciate that approach. They, they kind of want everything um, with the same number of staff members. So either we have to expand the staff, expand the emergency room, Or we can also expand the purview of care that we do for critically ill patients. In other words, maybe we need to redesign the emergency medicine model. And that's maybe where I see the future going. What do you think are some of the big things that might need to be adjusted with how emergency medicine is looked at today? So there are emergency rooms that are already doing this, and I believe that they will be models for what we do in the future. And essentially, there are a subset of critically ill patients that are going to get better in the next 24 hours. So they won't need the high level of ICU care. So if we can make an ICU within the emergency department, take care of those people, turn them around, then they don't need that high level care and there won't be that log jam up in the ICU. They can potentially go to the floor. Maybe even we can send those patients home. But what that requires us is to change the way we look at emergency medicine. In other words, we're no longer doing triage medicine, which is how we kind of started. We said, we're just going to figure out where this person needs to go and send them along their way. Now what we need to do is say, I'm going to take this person. I'm going to figure out where they need to go. But if I can take care of this person and do an intervention in the next 24 hours, then we can change their disposition. We're already seeing this with observation units where now we don't admit people to the hospital per se, they're observation units in the emergency department. And I think that's gonna be the same for critical care. We're gonna observe these people, we're gonna keep doing good resuscitation and then turn them around. And again, either they'll go upstairs to a lower QD floor bed where where there's a surplus of beds, or we might even be able to get them home. Going to a physician, what are some of the things that a physician could, could use more help with? I mean, this is a way open-ended question. You can take this in any direction, but I'm just, I'm just, what I'm asking about is just some of the pain points yeah. that you feel. I think some of the things that would be better as an emergency practitioner um, are support from the hospital. And why do you say that? Well, I think that oftentimes the emergency department is seen as an area to get people through and triage them, and, and that's clearly not the case. 
I think the hospital has to recognize that most of the money that comes into the hospital is through the emergency department. And I don't mean to say that all hospitals don't, many do, but we have to make it pervasive so that all hospitals understand that we really have to focus on the emergency medicine physicians and listen to their needs. I mean, we don't, as emergency physicians, we really don't have many needs. All we really want to do is have space to take care of people. We want enough staff so that we can see everyone, and we don't want people waiting a long time. That's not a lot to ask, but it does come at a cost, and I think that hospitals sometimes will turn the other cheek to that. They'll much rather want to give money to a high-end surgeon who's going to bring big dollars with their surgeries that they do, but it's the little things and, 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 um, and multiples that really helps the hospital in the end. So that's, that's what I see uh, being the greatest benefit uh, that uh, the administration can provide for emergency physicians. So you're saying there's more patience, there's more pressures. Like what are the things that are on the the doctor's mind right there in the moment? I think if you have access to high quality evidence, it makes your job a lot easier in terms of what's going to happen for the patient. So, you know, uh, a generic example is someone that comes in with uh, a bad pneumonia. Should I send this person home? Are they going to die when they go home? Are they going to get worse? Having the evidence available to you allows you to make that decision confidently. It also allows you to go up to the patient and say, hey, listen, I know you think it sounds crazy that I want to send you home, but we have good data on this, that sending you home is a reasonable alternative. And the converse is true too. If you want to admit somebody to the hospital and the receiving team is like, yeah, I don't know if that person really needs to be admitted. You can show them the evidence and say, well, actually, here are the mortality outcomes and uh, this person should be admitted and I'm really advocating for this patient. So I think it ultimately helps um, move patients through the department, whether that's home or to get admitted much faster. Thanks for listening to the Pulse Podcast. For more thoughtful insights from Healthcare's Trailblazers, visit www.evidence.care/pulse. Thanks.